What an amazing God we serve. As Israel comes with contrition, comes with a contrite heart, one that extends towards God and says, here we are, we're broken and we're bleeding and we're in need of a savior. God says, I will heal you of everything you've done before. Hey everyone, this is Taylor. Welcome to another message from Elevate Retake. Today's message is called Last Call with a look at Hosea chapter 14. Your engaged question is how then should we love? A key text we will be looking at is found in Hosea 14 verses four through seven. And that reads, the Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithlessness. My love will know no bounds for my anger will be gone forever. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like the lily. It will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars in Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon, my people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. A key theme we will be taking a look at is when we see what love does, we can know who love is. Father in heaven, God, we thank you for this morning. Thank you for the chance that we have to come and worship. By the grace of God, you woke us up this morning. And we're here for a reason, for a purpose. And God, we would be remiss if we didn't leave with that reason, without that purpose. So God, maybe it's a song, maybe it's a spoken word, maybe it's scripture, maybe it's a question, but God, make it apparent to us what you would have us know today. As we open up your love letter to us that's found in the book of Hosea, may you, the author of Hosea, sit down beside us and whisper into our ears what you would have us know. Pray these things in Jesus' name, amen. So here's where we've been. The whole theme of what love does has been when we see what love does, we can know who love is. A couple weeks ago, looking at Hosea chapter 4 through 6, we learned that love desires to be known. That God is a God who says, please, above all anything else, I want you to know me. I want you to know who I am. Hosea continues on and tells us in chapter 7 through 10 that love plants seeds. And it's these seeds of love that we sow in each other's heart that make the kingdom work, the community work together. And last week we saw that love remembers from Hosea chapter 11. And those of you that are here this week, I'm sorry, uh, there's no little video of little Michael that I can play that'll illustrate our thought this morning. So if you're looking forward to that, just get that out of the way uh, right off the bat. But today we're looking at God's last call. It's found in Hosea chapter 14. We're skipping Hosea chapter 12 and 13 for those of you that have been following along with this. There's great reading in there, but there's nothing said in uh, chapters 12 and 13 that we haven't already covered with the other chapters. So I encourage you to read it, not discarding it, but for the purposes of what we need to address this morning, we're going to be dwelling in Hosea chapter 14. So if you've got your Bibles with you, go ahead and pull those out. And watching online, scroll over to that. Hosea chapter 14, it'll also be on the screen for you if you don't have that with you. We begin in verse 1 with God's call. God says this, Return, O Israel, to the Lord your God, for your sins have brought you down. God extends to the children of Israel this last call. He says, Return to me. 
all throughout the book of Hosea, we've been seeing this relationship. A God who says, I'm willing to get down to the nitty gritty and invite you to a close covenant walk with me. And in Hosea chapter 14, he extends his last call to the children of Israel. And some of you may have been wondering, I didn't mention this the past couple weeks, but some of your versions may say Ephraim in this point. And you're like, well, why does this say Israel? Why does it say Ephraim? Ephraim was a particular tribe of Israel and maybe one of the, the worst of them. But in Hosea, Hosea will flip back and forth between Israel and Hosea and they become synonymous. They become representations of the people of God who walk and live on this earth. So as God says, return, O Israel, he might say, return, O elevate. Return, O keen church. Return, O ye. We don't say ye anymore, do we? Return, O you who are gathered here this morning. Return to the Lord your God. He makes this as a last call. A couple of years ago, uh, when, I was in, when, when I was in high school, uh, we went on a mission trip to the Philippines. It was an evangelistic mission trip. Our whole class, uh, our school got together. There's about 30 of us that were traveling. We were going to be preaching and teaching and discipling people for about three weeks over in the Philippines. And on our way over to that trip, we had a layover in Hong Kong. We traveled from San Francisco to Hong Kong. If you've ever made that flight, I think it's like 10 or 11, 12, 13 hours, somewhere in there. So it's this really long flight. And of course, you're crossing time zones and you're crossing the date line. And so all of a sudden you start in one place and then you end in another and the time is different and it's kind of weird to keep track of it all. And I remember we got to the Hong Kong airport and we had, a, I think it was a couple hours in between our next flight that would land us in Manila in the Philippines. And while we were there, a few of us are like, let's get some food. We weren't sure if it was breakfast, lunch, or dinner, but we're going to go get some food. And so we go over to this uh, McDonald's and people got some other stuff and we're sitting around, we're, having, we're laughing, we're joking, we're having a great time, looking forward to the trip. And one of us looks at the other and says, hey, what time were we supposed to be back at our gate? And then another person was like, I, I don't know. Uh, maybe we should head back now. And we kind of packed up and took our things and took our leisurely stroll through the Hong Kong airport. And if you've ever been to the Hong Kong airport, the Hong Kong airport is massive. It's huge. It's a huge place. It's a huge hub of airplanes coming in and out. So we're just kind of walking down the airport. And all of a sudden, in this big, long promenade that's got one of those moving escalators, we see our principal sprinting towards us. He's the sponsor of our church, and he's sprinting for us. And we kind of look, and we're like, why is he running? Does he have to use the bathroom? What's going on? And he comes up to us, and he says, guys, they just made the last call for the airplane. You guys need to hurry and get to the plane. We're like, oh, no. So we start printing. We gather our, sprinting. We, we gather our stuff. We run to the plane, and we make it inside the jetway right as the door closes behind us. I don't think it was that close, but at least I like to think about it. You know, we got our, our movie hero action on, right? But the point is, last calls are last calls, right? If you don't make it on, then whew, we're going to see what happens. And this is the last call of God to the people of Israel through the prophet Hosea. He says, return to me. Return to me, O Israel. And Hosea says this might be our response in Hosea chapter 14, verse 2. Bring your confessions and return to the Lord. We've got to pause there for a moment. Another version of this text says, take your words and return. Remember in the book of Hosea that the emphasis is on love and not sacrifice. 
knowing God rather than a burnt offering. We looked at this in Hosea chapter 6, verse 6, a couple of weeks ago. Put that up on the screen. I want you to show love, not offer sacrifices. I want you to know me more than I want burnt offerings. God says, hey, come as you are. I'm not going to leave you that way, but come as you are. It's about love and about a knowledge of who God is. For when we see what love does, we can know who love is. God isn't interested in our big shows of pious living. He's not interested in making sure that you've got all the boxes checked. No, God is after your heart. He says, I love you calling you back to me. If you'll return to me and live by my ways, you'll know my love. And you can share that with those around you. All that God wants is a heart that's turned back to him. And then the children of Israel claim God's promise. Hosea chapter 14, looking at the second part of verse 2. Say to him, forgive all our sins and graciously receive us so that we may offer you our praises. If you're ever stuck in a moment of your life, burdened by guilt and not knowing where to turn, maybe God won't accept me back. I might offer to you the prayer of Hosea chapter 14, verse 2. That all you need to do is come back to God and say, God, forgive me, graciously receive me, and that I may offer praises to you. Because here in this moment, the children of Israel through Hosea are claiming the promises of God. He's promised to forgive. He's promised to receive them graciously. He's promised that once they do that, they will offer praises to him. God has echoed throughout the entire book of Hosea, I will forgive you. Signed, sealed, delivered, guaranteed. This response of Israel is not presumption. It's a claiming of the promise of a God who loves, forgives, and accepts. It's not a burden on God. And here's the thing about claiming God's promises. Claiming a promise of God is is simple because all we're doing is asking God to be who he already said he would be. And in case you're still struggling with that, I thought this morning that we might look at a few promises of God. Put them up on the screen for you. We're going to run through them quickly because there's a theme that I want you to catch through this. As we claim God's promises, we're asking God to be who he said he would be. We can look at Jeremiah 31 verse 34. And I will forgive their wickedness and I will never again remember their sins. What a merciful and amazing God. Psalm 103, verses 8 and 12. The Lord is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and filled with unfailing love. He has removed our sins as far from us as the east is from the west. And the east is pretty far from the west. Daniel 9, verse 9. But the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we have rebelled against him. Colossians. Chapter 1, verses 13 through 14. For he has rescued us from the kingdom of darkness and transferred us into the kingdom of his dear son who purchased our freedom and forgave our sins. And last but not least, we read it every week as we conclude our services here. The one who calls you is faithful and he will do it. The promises of God 
when we claim those, we're simply asking God to be who he already said he would be. Chapter 14 continues on. Verse 3. Assyria cannot save us, nor can our war horses. Never again will we say to the idols we have made, you are our gods. No, in you alone do the orphans find mercy. Nations cannot save us, nor can military might. And in the world that we live in, the echoing calls of governments for unity. The outside, they look good. We're looking after the people in our society that have been diminished and put down over time. But may I remind you that no nation can save you. It is only Jesus. Our church cannot save us. It is only Jesus. And nor can our simple knowledge of what is found in this book saves us. It's Jesus who saves us. Maybe there are some idols that we've made, works of our own hand that we adore and look to. These things that we do cannot save question we might ask ourselves this morning is, what things have we placed our hope in that are not God? Some people this past week in the stock market that had placed their hope in something and found that pulled completely out from underneath them. What are we placing our hope in? And as Israel is responding, God echoes them back in verse 4 of Hosea 14. The Lord says, then I will heal you of your faithfulness. My love will know no bounds, for my anger will be gone forever. What an amazing God we serve. As Israel comes with contrition, comes with a contrite heart, one that extends towards God and says, here we are. We're broken and we're bleeding and we're in need of a Savior. God says, I will heal you of everything you've done before. Your unfaithfulness that you've walked in another place I will heal you. I will bring you back because my love knows no bounds. Romans chapter 8, verses 1 and 2 put it this way. So now there is no condemnation for those who belong to Christ Jesus. And because you belong to him, the power of the life-giving spirit has freed you from the power of sin that leads to death. And Paul will finish this chapter the treatise on what might separate us from the love of God. And he concludes this, I'm convinced that nothing, and you know, Bible scholars like to geek out sometimes, let me rest assured today, nothing means nothing, okay? There's nothing special about this. Nothing, nothing, okay? Nothing can ever separate us from God's love, neither death, nor life, nor angels, nor demons, neither our fears for today, nor our worries about tomorrow, not even the powers of hell can separate us from God's love. No power in the sky above or in the earth below. Indeed, nothing in all creation will ever be able to separate us from the love of God that is revealed in Christ Jesus our Lord. Absolutely nothing. And here's what God says about Israel. Verses 5 through 7 of Hosea chapter 14. I will be to Israel like a refreshing dew from heaven. Israel will blossom like a lily. I will send roots deep into the soil like the cedars of Lebanon. Its branches will spread out like beautiful olive trees, as fragrant as the cedars of Lebanon. My people will again live under my shade. They will flourish like grain and blossom like grapevines. They will be as fragrant as the wines of Lebanon. God says, I'll provide for my people. They're going to be like a cedar that doesn't fall down, with roots running deep into the rich earth and soil of Jesus Christ. 
And God's last call to Israel in chapter, chapter 14, verse 8, he says this, Oh, Israel, stay away from idols. I'm the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. I'm like a tree that is always green. All your fruit comes to me. God says, when you have me, what more could you need? Don't turn any other place to your iPhones, your Samsungs, your boyfriends, your girlfriends, to your academic accolades, your job, your status. God says, turn towards me. I'm the one that deserves your worship because I'm going to take care of you. And as we finish up, here's how Hosea finishes. Chapter 9. Let those who are wise understand these things. Let those with discernment listen carefully. The paths of the Lord are true and right, and righteous people live by walking in them. But in those paths, sinners stumble and fall. The book of Hosea finishes with these words, echoing back and saying, okay, you've read all this. You've seen a God who loves. You've seen what love does. Now know who love is, and it takes wisdom and understanding. And God says, I've got you right here. If you'll just pay attention to these few words. In seeing and in knowing the example of love, it changes us. It does something inside of us. It helps us see the world differently. And when we see what love does, we can know who love is. As we get to know love, love transforms how we walk. It changes how we talk. Ellen White, the founders of our church and prolific writer, puts it this way in Steps of Christ, page 68. In the matchless gift of his son, God has encircled the whole world with an atmosphere of grace as real as the air, which circulates around the globe. All who choose to breathe this life-giving atmosphere will live and grow up to the stature of men and women in Christ Jesus. The offer extended after the last call. Those who heed the wisdom. The question then is, how should we love? In light of the book of Hosea, in light of what love does, how should we love? Do you feel loved by the person sitting next to you? Do you have a place or a person to turn to when you are in need? The question I leave you with today is how do we transform this community to be an expression of what love I am the one who answers your prayers and cares for you. That is found in Hosea chapter 14, verse 8. And I just want to encourage you to think on that today and meditate on that, that no matter what we might be going through and the troubles and struggles of this life, turn to God because He's the one that hears our prayers. He is the one that cares so infinitely much for us. We can't even fathom His love. I want to invite you to listen to our episode of Retake, where I sit down with Pastor Michael, as well as our guest this week, Samu, and we talk about this last chapter of Hosea and kind of wrap up the whole book of Hosea. It was an awesome experience. I really encourage you to listen in. Thank you so much. And well, I guess you'll hear us soon.